does everyone here feel like the work that they're making or the things that they're doing um, are fulfilling them 100% completely or feel like they're giving back to society in a way or not giving back to society in the way that they want to? Uh, no. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. It's a goal for sure. I feel like because I'm still kind of on the younger end of things, I feel like I'm taking more than I'm giving. Unfortunately, yeah. That's a good thing. That means there's kids out there. Yes. Good. Yes. Yeah. So it's good, um, but it does feel kind of shitty. Um, but I feel like it's kind of like a like a weighing of scales because I feel like I've been sort of giving earlier on in my life. So I think it's nice to now take without feeling guilty about it um, and maybe maneuver in a way that like I'm also taking but helping people that I love also take, in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Not sure if it's just me, but like the topic is like super dense. Right. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to like break it down into parts. And I think the social relevance part is like after the whole idea of self-expression. And as far as social relevance, like I experienced personally like this, um, like a dilemma of like trying to break free of like the conversation now and what people are talking about and diving into like what I personally want to say but then acknowledging that you know part of like an artist's or creator's responsibility is to contribute to that so like what's the balance here and I had this like recent revelation um, about like contemporary art as um, to me it's now like there's the movement that is contemporary art, but then there's like things that, you know, people make that would be considered contemporary art, but they don't consider it that. It's contemporary because they're making it like right now. So like, I don't consider myself contemporary art. Like I was thinking about Jeff Koons, and I was like, damn, like he's basically the best contemporary artist. That's not for discussion. I don't, he's not my favorite, but like for me, Contemporary art now has like this sort of like a, a texture associated with that, and I don't think I fit in that whole thing. So, yeah. What thing are you in then? I guess I'm still figuring that out, but I I want to be like considered. You know, I I want to enter in this conversation that I think was like even before me, but like still trying to make a new conversation. So like I love just like people that just would like with their hands and like get all messy and like be frustrated you know like that doesn't seem super contemporary to me right now with like the whole um as a movement kind of thing right now contemporary art just seems like super effortless and like you know kind of uh cheeky like i did that you know it's just, like so easy uh it's just been hard for me to do that shit you know it's like super complicated but I mean, by definition, contemporary art is a person who's alive and making art. Like, literally, that's the definition. But, like, and Jackson's is still alive, and he's turned his stuff into a machine. But, like, the good thing about Jeff Koons is that you guys could get a good job there for, like, a year and move on to the next thing. You
I saw some tweet the other day that, it, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but it said something like, if contemporary art is whatever someone is looking at. So like, if I'm looking at a Van Gogh right now, mm -hmm. it's contemporary. Or French impression is Yeah, well, I get that like, there's, there's the way that it's, if yeah. it's made today or by someone that's living, but the way I view art is that it's a conversation that, that lives pro or like prolongs the life of the artist, right? So like, there's work that has been made centuries ago that I take into consideration and I'm in conversation with, and so I'm having a contemporary perspective on a work maybe made hundreds of years ago, right? And then there's contemporary art where it's like, yeah, the artist is living today and making it today, but for me, I feel like when I discover something, a new painting, no matter when it's made, I'm, I'm having a relationship with it then and now. And there are times when artists, we've seen this, right? Like Joan Mitchell, for example, who have been relevant at a certain point and then irrelevant and now have become relevant again. Um, and so like art has this sort of like, less this lifespan, you know, that gets activated. And so like, who's not to say that like Joan's Mitchell's work isn't relevant or socially relevant today? And, and that's a contemporary discussion. We're the, we're the activators, as long as you can surface, you know, someone's name or style or anything. I mean, we keep looking at like copying a style as not the best thing or a sacrilege or whatever, but it is, I mean, I said it from the beginning of these meetings, like Cezanne was my spiritual mentor to understand color, you know? So like, but I wouldn't say that's contemporary. If I continue with that conversation, then I guess it's relevant. Um, I guess also one thing that Alex brought up are like these sort of like groups, right, or fads. And, um, just because I know the topic is dense, maybe like focusing first on the social relevancy thing, like how relevant is contemporary or fine art to the overarching idea of culture or the arts in general? Can I, can I ask a quick question? I hope this isn't reductive. And in the very least, new people have walked in, so <coughs> helpful. But can we repeat the topic again slowly? Because yeah. I didn't fully capture it. From self-expression to social relevance and navigating moral conflicts. So from self-expression to social relevance and navigating moral conflicts. So can I, can I, I just want to offer my way of unpacking that. I think, and then, but I think what that's kind of referring to is this idea that there's art that you make for yourself. It's self-expression. It's something that you're doing. It's something you're doing for no reason other than to do it. And then there's social relevance, which is some sort of end goal. So the art is potentially the means to that goal. Not everyone has that goal. Sometimes people do. They make art, maybe not for their own expression, but like to reach that kind of <coughs> social, you know, scale the social hierarchy. And then with that comes this conflict of, you know, moral depravity, this feeling of, am I making art for the wrong reasons? Should I be making art just for myself or should I be thinking about, you know, this social ladder that I'm, you know, looking for to monetize what I'm creating, you know, make money. Like most people who are artists are not full-time working artists unless they like come from money because you can't make a lot of money painting, you know. So, or whatever, it's not just about money, it could just be about like clout. Well, that's Dude. not how I interpreted <laughs> it. Am I, oh, oh, wait, well, I thought that the question was more about like the conflict between like commercial <laughs> success and like an art movement with like social goals. 
around like material conditions. That's how I was. I actually have something. <laughs> I don't know if, if it's. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't want to dictate the way people understand the question because it was a bit abstract. But my my thinking behind the bit was like there's a point in every artist's path where we're like, hey, we're doing this most of our time. We're working really hard. How about we start making money off of it for a living? But how do we do that without selling your soul to the devil? make money off of products but making an, an like making an art piece a product needs to be um, with a thought about the customer who you want to sell the product to but then it's such a, a personal thing every art piece you, you create so those were the moral conflicts I was talking about I have one <laughs> one thought about it by what I listen from the question is more about are you doing art but because of yourself or to save something to the society or whatever and honestly you are each artist is a human being it's a self but it's product of a society and you are independent of your will expressing some society problem or some society you know environment as a country as a state or as a neighborhood doesn't matter you have these conflicts in yourself and these will appear in your art as you want or not the thing is art itself is made to be pleasant but we will get inside it, inside itself all the social things or if they mean something to someone else it's not a problem it's not your problem when you express yourself you are not taking your thoughts from nowhere from for neverland from neverland it's from the environment you live so you have a, so a social meaning and a social say in any art. Isn't making art inherently like a selfish thing to do though? Uh, well, I, I always saw making art as like a selfish act because it's like you're sort of like, you're creating like, and ob like obviously I think that's over for discussion, but I think the way that I interpreted it when I was sort of considering what I wanted to do with my life was that like I, I strayed away from art because I wanted to engage more with people because the way that I see art is like it's like a um, like some it's a form of self-expression a B like I think you're designing a sort of language for yourself um, and C I feel like it's to resolve some sort of conflict within oneself whereas like I guess I saw design as more like engaging with people and trying to solve some sort of like social problem where like design is more capitalist it's a little bit more uh, I don't know, uh, engage with other people, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's, that's open for discussion. I mean, it's definitely immediate, because if you're designing a park, everyone's going to go to the park because it's a neighborhood. Sixteen Chapel? Is that selfish? Well, then again, like, you know, there's a term where you got to find your people. Like, I like to make art because I feel like the things that I make communicate, hopefully, to the everyday person. <laughs> sees more in pictures than they realize and when they see the picture they're like touched by it so like 
you know, that's like, you know, we're also different. So if your skill set is to create bouquets of flowers, you know, that express whatever that other person's hiring you for, you know. Yeah, it also comes back to like what Dr. Conti was saying for those of you who are here, right? Who talked about the pleasure drive and the aggressive drive and the generative yeah. drive and like that we all artists or not have sort of a generative drive in us. Um, I don't think that's like a bad thing though, to be selfish. Yeah, like, I, I think, think also like I understand the way you're using selfish and yeah, and yeah it, 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 it's purely coming from something internal and art in that selfish act can still be rewarding and giving and like... right. Speaking as a photographer, um, you are literally taking a photo. And I've absolutely inserted myself in situations and acted selfishly. I'm not going to pretend that that's not selfish to see people on the street interacting and getting, invading their personal space, taking the photo as quickly as possible. Than but there's also connection with that art form because I'm able to go up and ask permission sometimes and then have a conversation and capture that person. But the moral thing that I'm kind of having confusion on to this question is when it when the art stops being for yourself, is that how you constructed the question versus right. commercial? You invest time, energy, and money in the photo shoot, right? Some <coughs> photographers do. Yeah, um, just for an example. Yeah. And then you want to talk with that from it because, because it's not just a hobby for you. Mm -hmm. like, you want to take it seriously, you want to get some talk with that so you can expand your uh, your tools that you use, you know? yeah. so then what you need to do next is take your art and turn it into a product for people, for people to want to engage with it. Mm -hmm. And like that process can be really conflicting inside because it's your personal project and thing, and you need to like adjust it to a a audience of people that you want to show it to. I would compare it more so like if I meet someone for the first time and then we really hit it off instantly with each other, then that's who I want to be friends with. If I find myself having to tweak my sense of humor, talk about the weather longer than I'd like to, then that's not who my art's for. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it gravitated towards like the commercialization of art, or at least from the like monetization side. For me, like um, for me, like I start when I think about like the self-expression and the social relevancy, I think of like a, a, think about like music, you know, or theater. I think about art forms that um, are maybe more accessible and are reaching more people. And um, and then I look back at my practice and I'm like, oh, well, like what is my painting really doing? Like that maybe like a Rolling Stone song. Well, what am I painting? What's my painting not doing that like a Rolling Stones song is doing? You know, like how do I turn? And maybe not all artists have this interest, right? Like how do I turn my self-expression into something that is relatable to a large number of people the way music is? And, and like you were saying, like you know, like we're all a product of society, and so inherently, like even if I didn't have those intentions, like maybe still my form of self-expression in some way is is having a conversation or is touching on a group of people, maybe not a large group of people, but like there is something inside of me that wants to force my expression on, on like a large amount of people. And so I think about like Kanye West, you know, I used to always hate that thing he would say like, I'm the most influential artist. I'm like, you're the most influential musician. 
<laughs> you know, but then I'm thinking about it, like, no, wait, like, is the performance artist, is like the celebrity, like the evolution of like a Michelangelo or a Degas, like is, it's like, is, is painting become a sort of outdated traditional art form and that now like an album is, is the, <laughs> is now, yeah, exactly, like is music or film become like an amalgamation of like photography and painting and art and writing and poetry and is that like the ultimate opposed to like the brush and the canvas and how like institutions and galleries, you know, they're not the most accessible as, as like Spotify and iTunes, you know, like you literally have to go somewhere to a place where like no one wants you to be to look at art or yeah. look at it in a super <laughs> like digress way through a phone or through a re reproduction. But I think what's interesting too is thinking about how art and culture speaks to each other. Because, for instance, if film was more accessible for people who, you know, don't know about art or whatever, well, those filmmakers are probably looking at paintings to inspire them, right? And they're listening to music and, and so on and so on. Like, I went to theater school and we had to, like, make plays out of, you know, famous things, like, things that were not theater in, in, in order to inspire us. And I think it, the question is more about, like, where, does, where do you as an artist want, um, you know, want recognition almost? Like, do you care that your painting inspired, you know, Steven Spielberg, and then, you know, your work is in whatever the next Oscar-winning movie is, but maybe, like, only the people who know about that are the people who watch the behind-the-scenes documentary, you know? Like, do you care about that, or do you want your work, like, your painting to be the thing that's relevant and the thing that the culture is looking at? Yeah, like, something I think about when it comes to, like, the application of art and, like, Fits within like the mechanism of like uh, the world. Uh, think about the concept of dharma and like putting onto oneself like what you actually can do and what you're willing to do, and recognizing that stagnant potential. Like some people uh, have the vision and capability to be like a Miyazaki and push forward an entire uh, philosophy into the consciousness of this world, and other people maybe want to fixate on being a more meticulous graphic designer that helps make the advertising that brings people towards this megalithic uh, you know, movement. And I think recognizing like what you actually can do with the means that you have and what you're willing to do, it all has its pros and cons, but I think like recognizing what your life path uh, is best spent doing with this limited time, I think is like what I think we'll have to do with um, I think it's interesting because I don't think painting will ever be an archaic form of art. Like, but I, I do see what you're saying in the sense that like you don't really see it in media, and you don't really see it um, really anywhere unless you go to like a museum or a gallery. But I still think it's like a really important piece of media because almost because of how oversaturated everything else is, um, and how easily accessible everything else is. Um, I think maybe in a way it's still the most like uh precious form of art because of how like you can't like a painting is a painting you can't really you can digitize it but at the end of the day like it still requires a brush and painting and etc so it's still like a very physical thing to do and a physical thing to look at um i think it becomes in, like a commodity right? yeah yeah like i think in the worst way it become it can become a commodity but like you can also look at paintings that like your friends make and i think that to me like is a lot more personal where you don't have to go to a gallery to look at it but like you can just go to their room and like see what they did um but 
Yeah, I, I see, like, what you're saying, though, and the struggle that probably comes with being a painter, where, like, it seems almost like an art form that's not, not necessarily, like, respected, but not, like, maybe valued or not, I don't know, as, uh, like, in the, what's it called, the, the zeitgeist as it used to be. Um, but, no, like, I think, I think there's going to be a point in time where that's going to, like, the, the thing is going to switch over and painting is going to be back in, because it's, like, Everyone's gonna be exhausted of like media and everything, and they're gonna go back to like. Yo, can I say something? Yeah. I feel like having emotion behind art is another thing because you're just like expressing yeah. something. And I feel like if, like times are gonna change, like the stuff is just gonna evolve, and I feel like holding on to this thing that people have known about for so long and not like accepting change and just like saying that, oh yeah, change is gonna happen, but it's gonna go back to like the original form. I feel like that's like in a way it can be ignorant because it's like. Things are changing uh, just as fast, and like the like, definition of art, you know, it's just like you you're expressing something. I feel like the definition. Of that. I feel like as long as people enjoy painting, painting, because like, I don't know, it's just like uh, like in the same way that we see technologies like that seemingly progressing over the years and that period. Like I feel like uh, there's always times where we can go back to like archaic forms of expression and see like, oh, actually, like this more um, advanced thing to capture the kind of like slowness of like reading in this like this podcast form or whatever, like actually doesn't hit all the marks that this like previous form of expression was able to like explore. So like, I, I don't know, I just don't think technology is like linearly progressing is greater and greater and greater. I think they're different forms of existing in like different dimensions almost or like being a part of like a different state of like uh, you know thinking, you know, as yeah. long as we feel like that. Sorry. Yeah. I I actually like I agree with that and also want to respond that like it's actually more like you know how like vinyl is getting back in and like CDs are starting to get back in? Like I feel like that's gonna happen with painting and that like you know, people are just gonna. I don't know. Me. I mean, painting is everywhere. Yeah. Also, right now, yeah. if you go to galleries, I mean, it's, it's like everywhere. Yeah. If you go to streets, you have paintings everywhere. Right. Yeah. See, so I see the minor art or the major art. Right. We used to like go to a church or go to a place where painting was patronized. I think what you're touching on and you're touching on, like, I don't think that there's a need for pain to become a resurgent. I think it is already quite popular. I yeah. think that there is also probably, like, an increasing number of people going to art school and considering themselves artists. Like, you know, my mentor said to me, like, you know, when I was a kid, like, people would cringe if you said you wanted to be an artist. You're going to really try to do that. Like, and now it's accepted. I think that's great, right? In the same way that, like, people have come up to me in the past, like, yo, you're painting so good. I'm literally like, you can do it. Like, you can just put paint in a fire extinguisher and do that. Like, yeah. And and I've always believed that like everyone is an artist. You know, I think that like Dr. Tanti's saying, the generative drive thing, and some have more generative drive than others. Um, but in the same way that like social media sort of like made everyone into their own celebrity, right? Like everyone can be famous for their 15 minutes or whatever, an influencer. I think that the same thing might happen for art where you have this sort of like multidisciplinary, right? Like everyone is sharing the things that they make online, whether that's music or painting or both or drawings or clothing and like bouncing through these mediums. And the way that we interact with them isn't necessarily like, oh, I bought my friend's art, but just again, seeing your friend's art and getting value from it and sharing it on the internet is like a way where like 
everyone in their own way is like a creator, right? I, I want to hop back and just like try and unpack something, but I feel like um, the conversation about painting isn't necessarily about painting losing relevancy, but more so what Lucian was pointing out is that with internet and like stuff like Spotify and like movie theaters everywhere, like basically the modernization of society, um, if you're somebody who's a musician or a filmmaker, you're creating a consumable work of art that can be widely disseminated and seen by millions of people, listened by millions of people. While, you know, as a painter, it's very few and far in between, you know, that your work is actually gonna be consumed by so many people. So I don't think anyone's saying that there's no more paintings out there. I think that it's more just a matter of, you know, what do people have access to seeing and what don't they? And that doesn't make a hierarchy. Also to add to that, I'd actually argue that films, not mu music is like a sonic experience, but certainly with films and like photography, which we're all consuming, you know, on Instagram and everything, that's just an extension of painting. Because ultimately painting is really just the human hand, whatever, applying form, light, color, texture to a plane, to a surface. You're creating an image. No different than a photographer creates an image. They're just using a different tool. They're not using a brush, they're using a camera. But what is photography? It literally means painting with light. Photography. Like, like, yeah, no, or even like a film. I was just gonna say, like, a film is just a series. Like the 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 method to creating the image is ultimately, you know, it's it's fundamentally different. It can take three months versus a thirty second. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I'm not arguing about that. But the point being is we're we're creating images, and historically, you know, you didn't have the camera, you didn't have the film, you couldn't do like, you know, the moving images. Yeah, Whatever. So we're, we're talking about images. If you think about like Wolfgang Tillmans, if you've ever seen that work of his where he drops the food coloring in the water and he photographs it, like I have the same interaction and I look at those images in the same way that I would look at a painting. But right. I think the main difference is that actually the process, it's not the image, but it's actually the process of creating the image. Because like when you're painting, uh, the main difference with the, besides the photograph, and I noticed this when I was doing like a lot of like uh, live painting, like from life, is like the camera and like these different mediums do a lot of the interpreting for you, like the lens and the you know whatever thing. It interprets the color, it interprets like you know, and you could you know control those variables in like um, many ways. But I think the main separation of painting is you actually are like making every single choice down to like every like last choice, and I think that is a big difference between photography and painting. But what about someone like Wade Guyton, who uses like an inkjet printer? <coughs> well, I don't think printing is painting. But he would classify himself a as a painter. <laughs> but right? but yeah, I don't think you're really either. I am not a painting. painter. I am a filmmaker. <laughs> so, it's not a dispute. All this process, the difference from filmmaking to painting, you can sit down in your room and paint your thing. I need a group of people working together to get some uh, story being telling. Yeah, but be careful because films today can be made on a computer. In one person, like no. back rooms. Have you seen, anyone seen that thing, back rooms? What? It's like these kids made a film just using their computer and, and they, it went huge. Yeah, so like we look, have the tools. You can do it. Right. You, you can make a monk paint. It is real art. It is painting. It has a reflection. What he's doing. It's the same thing. You know. 
One thing is the median as a, a person or a group. Other thing is the meaning. That's why I think this discussion about, oh, uh, painting or, or art as a product, art always has been a product. Van Gogh never saw uh, a painting, but he won it. Every, everyone did it. Yeah, I, I Michelangelo painting, painting by, by the church. Yeah, I don't think. You that, know, uh, so this is not the, the the thing. Uh, the the be a product or not be a product. I I believe the real meaning is what you are saying, what you are serving. You know, was Michelangelo doing the Sistine Chapel serve the church, painting God naked? Or here serving his own view of the life. Sorry, one second. Um, so, like the moral conflict, right? We haven't talked about that yet, but we keep talking about like, famous artists, but we're not talking about ourselves. And I thought we were talking about ourselves. So, I guess, like, finding out what your end goal is, wouldn't that, like, help narrate? The moral dilemma is exactly. That's what it was, right? So, like, yeah, it's like realizing what you're stepping. I mean, for me, like I've been making art and working film and video stuff for, like 20 years, and it's like I didn't go in the headspace that I wanted to like be famous or anything like that. But I knew what my stepping stones were later on, like retrospectively, and that's where it showed where my strengths were. And so I just followed where my strengths were. And I, I guess like I don't have like, a moral dilemma, but it's like I know where I put in the work, you know, and it's like. We were saying commercially, like we were saying the printer, but like you were saying Jeff Koons. Jeff Koons has fabricators, right? So does that make him not a painter anymore? You know? Uh, yeah, I thought we were talking about ourselves. Not. I think moral conflicts. But I was wondering what people's moral conflicts were, though. Like, yeah, what are the issues you're having with your art? Because I always think it's like trying to find where your strengths are, I and then remember what the stepping stones are. I once participated in a, a print fair. I mean, digital art. And I printed everything on like A3s, on like hard paper, and I was in a whole fair of people making prints. And I, I was selling my prints, it's abstract, abstract art. I'm from Tel Aviv, it was back in Tel Aviv. And people were grabbing my prints and looking at it, and they're like, turning it around to me, they're like, what, what am I seeing here? And like, you can see whatever you see. And they like threw it back over there. They didn't want to buy it, but for me, I had like really hard feelings for for once having my my deepest thoughts and emotions put out on like A threes on paper for sale. And two, like the whole interaction with customers that I needed to like explain my over explain myself and like back my uh I'm sorry, I get tongue tied. Um and to like like how to justify the fact that I'm there selling my art, that I'm good enough. Those were like the moral conflicts I was talking about. Because it was really hard for me to see it like in a physical way that was beautiful for me when people bought it, like it would be hanging in their houses and they could like look at it and I sh shared some like inspiration to the world. But on the other side, just sitting there like with abstract art in something called a market that people pay money in, that was like really conflicting for me in my mind. But as like an artist, like what, what's your angle? So I'm really confused about my angle ever since. And I feel like that's when the like the moral dilemma will always come up. So if you don't, if you can't be honest about where you want to go, 
but you wanted to sell your paintings at that market. I, I know right? that I want to keep doing it. But you weren't, but the, the way people interacted with the work was upsetting to you. It's not the way, it's that, it's that the whole interaction evolved around money. Yeah. If they're going to pay or they're not going to pay. But was that the thing that was was sort of upsetting? Is yeah, the what transactional? Was is that the pieces became value for money and not value for, for Morals yeah, that's emotions. social relevance. I think that's the angle. The first thing, ironically, which is like the last part of this question, is the moral conflict. Like that's what you. Well, I think she's right. feeling a moral conflict of the idea of it being so transactional. And right? actually, it was something that was ephemeral. That entering into a market, you were left with this very like stale. Why did you enter into a market if the transaction bothered? Because I wanted to try doing it because like, a lot of people pushed me to try and invest like small money into a project that could make profit me back. I just think that you would. The thing that stood out to me the most, I just want to get, because you suggested this topic, is like, I heard it was like the way they picked it up and they were like, what is this that I'm looking at? You know? I think it was like worthy enough. Basically. Yeah. So is that the thing that, or is it both? It could be a beautiful situation if someone was like, what am I looking at? And I'd say it's whatever you want, and then we'd be like excited and play with the idea of that. Yeah. Then you like pass the whole idea of abstract art to the world, and it's beautiful. I mean, but I think it exposes something. Sorry. No. It, it's for me. It exposes something that that the avenues in which you can interact or exchange with art are limited to marketplaces. What is what it feels like, right? And yeah. so. Like in the same way that like when we know when we go to a concert, we're there to listen to music, right? These people at the market were probably there to go thrifting, you know? So the way they touch art or feel it might feel like too physical, right? Like, and that's because there aren't really places, like that's why you don't touch the art in the gallery, right? That's like a big yeah. rule. Um, and, but yeah, like outside of that, like where do common people interact with traditional art in a way outside of places that are like pristine where they can have a personal relationship to it in the same way as music or theater? I'll, I'll say there, there's nothing worse than having to sell your own art. It's, it's better to have a, a dealer or some kind of representative. So that kind of takes you out of the transaction part of it. I mean, although they may want a commission from it, but uh, it, it's difficult for artists to make it, display it, you know, that's what a lot of DIY shows become for an artist though, they, then they have to deal it themselves too, so um, in the future maybe you want to find another way to exhibit your work. For me, the, uh, uh, it's about, like, I'm a street artist, like, I, 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 the first 25 years I was a studio artist, and uh, I found the limitation of painting and visual art because it's like you have to wait for a gallery or somebody to invite you and then even if you get a show still limited seems like only the people that uh, see the work is like the uh, elite or people that know about art not everyday people and I felt disconnected right and uh, and then I became a street artist right and I was like I had an immediate impact and reaction of my work, right? And uh, I mean, I still love painting, right? Because street art also has its limitations. But for me, uh, now that my work is public, it's a, it's a matter of like a moral conflict. And it, you can divide it, I can divide it in different ways, such as uh, I can have an idea, but how much courage do I have 
to actually put it out there. I often get hate mail, you know? And I love hate mail, but it's like, sometimes <laughs> I get attacked by my work. People will like erase my work, try to change it. Um, I was in the New York Times this June about my work. Uh, maybe a lot of you know my work, but it's, it's, a, it's a matter for, even a close friend wants to put uh, water over my work, you know? All right? Even going out, having drinks, and I did a bad luck spot, and she said, why can't you do that? I know these people. And she threw uh, water over my work. I'm like, I'm like, aren't you an artist like me? Why are you deleting my work, you know? Just for everybody, right? And I'm happy for your reaction, right? But, but here's the thing, though. I feel like my work has the power of um, hurt. And it might be necessary, but I still feel comfort, you know? And sometimes I do uh, work that deals with uh, racism, which people hate, or about suicide, you know, because it's so much a taboo. So I like, I feel the expression, the need, but I'm always often checking myself, like, what are the uh, consequences of my work, you know? It's out there, it's like music. Everybody gets to see it, if you have eyes, you know? So for me, it's, a, it's, a, it's about how much courage does an artist have? And, and this goes to, even if you're not showing the, the work in the streets, let's say you're in the studio, you come up with idea, right? Art that's controversial seems to get a lot of attention, though. But it's at one point where every artist has to uh, decide what they're gonna put out there and how the audience is gonna receive it. And also we have to face the uh, consequences. Like, give you an example, like so many books have been like, banned, you know? Is it art, right? Like, uh, how much freedom do we really have? Right? So for me it's about courage. Courage and, uh, I don't know, yeah, courage. How much do we really wanna reveal I really appreciate that. I think it's about courage and it's also about, you know, one's material circumstances because something that's coming up with a lot of the shares um, to my analysis is that, you know, money or intention is a really blunt instrument of assigning value, um, especially when the value um, comes in the form of something amorphous, like a piece of work that can change over time. and. I think that. There's nothing wrong with money, by the way. I, I love money. I, love I hope money it comes to me raised on. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so for example, like, I'm an artist, I make shit, and I'm also a prostitute. And so those things are the same exact thing to me. And I think that assigning value under capitalism is just a nefarious act in the ideal circumstance, you know. Creating art is the praxis in itself. It's just like this kind of ontological loop where the satisfaction comes in the creation, but we don't live in that world. I have a question for the group. Um, we talk a lot about what the artists need to do, the artists, courage, whatever, but what do you guys think, how do you guys think audience members, we are all audience members of other people's art, right? How would you want us to approach art? Especially for instance, I don't know much about fine art, but I'm interested and I want to go in and know how to ask questions and how to engage with it. What? Can you uh, that? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, 
I don't think art is about you. Not to everything, not to dismiss everything what you are saying. It's all valid stuff, and it, it's things like it's all great. But I think we're missing a bigger point here, and I kind of want to piggyback off what this gentleman was saying. It's like art is not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. And then like the curse of an artist is being under the illusion that it is about us. And um, I think the question originally is pretty like ambiguous and nuanced, and it's pretty like big. It's dense for sure. But I. Um, we got a brick by brick, we got to cross some bridges. And I think that's a big bridge to cross is to realize it's not about you. And like a, a very easy and tangible uh, example is like the Michelangelo one, like that one gentleman walked out and said, because he, uh, he was in the, like a remain success was crippled by this, like this grandiose piece of work and it needed to come out. And then thus came out like the Sistine Chapel. Um, but he was convicted by something bigger than him. And uh, I think the also the other like what I was thinking is like the motivation. I think nothing is wrong about making it about yourself and using self as a form of self-expression. That's definitely like a tool in the vehicle. But if that becomes like the motivation and meat, it's not enough like bread or meat to feed off of. It's not sustainable. So you need. To, I think that's like. I mean, like you said, you, you, you know, you go back and forth, you're giving, you're taking. I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, Michelangelo, you know, he should, like, pop up on the surface because I think he had real issues about being gay and everything. And, like, I'm Catholic, so I look at it in the sense where, you know, it was almost like his penance to do that because if you read his writings he complains about painting that whole thing he hated it he was miserable he was in pain you know so um yeah so yeah i don't know yeah. i think i think like and but you know what it is about you like we are our own best study you know and i think it should be about you especially like when you're super young because we're just constantly learning about ourselves and i think it's irresponsible to not think about yourself when you're making art. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, it's not your place. You need to find another place. Sure, there, there is a sense of proudness and pride that one should No, not proudness and pride at all. It's actually the opposite. It's humble and vulnerable. Like, it's like telling yeah. your story. I think I mean, maybe art is a little bit too broad for any individual to define yeah, what sure, it should be about sure. in totality. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 but the point is, it's just the broad thing. So some people make art about themselves. Some people don't. Some people float in between. So to to your point, there is an amazing essay. Some of you have you read anyone read Roland Barthes, that the author? Yeah. Does anyone want to summarize it in like two sentences? If I have a memory, bro. <laughs> so no, it's, it's, I, I don't want to butcher this on live podcast, but here goes. Like it is saying that the intention of the artwork is completely irrelevant once an audience uh, is exposed to it, right? So whatever Van Gogh's intention with Starry Night is irrelevant to how I perceive in the conversation that I have with it. So yes, like there are things like a press release and media that build up the starving artist narrative and all that. And then in a way like, yeah, your practice, your <coughs> is about you. But when it comes to like looking at the artwork, there is a life that happens just between the viewer and the work. And then of course there are other ways to introduce 
to make it about the artist. But maybe that's what you're saying is that like but interpretation. But is it about you now? Like if you're perceiving no. the painting, it shouldn't be about you. I guess it's like, they're like, art is like a mirror, right? Art speaks you, you, for itself. It, you reflect off of it, you know, what it is that you want from that photo. Uh, I got something to add. Um, so, this, so this is more like a philosophy question about the nature of self in the world. So you have to um, get some clarification on those terms and uh, how, how they function first before you can proceed with the discussion. So I thought what he said was very um, on point that um, you guys could probably go back to hear what he said. It's you're like, taking, like all, shall, all genuine shouts, all genuine shouts expression is also expression of the world around you. Mm -hmm. So it's like nothing comes from nothing, basically what he said. Um, so those are points that you have to like process first before you can proceed any further. Well, going back to um, moral conflict, like on a personal level, I feel like I experience the most when it's like your own work that you have like thought about and then you make versus like a commission where somebody will be like, I like your work, can you make this? And it's like, I want to do that because it's paid and ultimately it is my work, but just knowing that it's like someone else's idea and they want to use my like me as a vessel for it it's just harder i find and going back to like michelangelo he did it but it was harder so it's like on a personal level involving more people makes it more of a social way of art i mean i guess like uh, one of my favorite writers is Sam arlani and he said the best it's like about understanding what part of it belongs to you and what part of it belongs to the world. And like, that just like, kind of sums it up for me, I think. Maybe, maybe none of it belongs to you. Maybe no one is an author, because we're all part of the collective <laughs> consciousness, and nothing you're creating is yours anyway. I believe this is the point. When it's done, it's not your It's not your anymore. Art. It's, it's my it's art. It belongs yeah. to you. Can make it. It's watching it. Look, my point is, if you paint something or write something and you keep it in your, in your locker and no one will see it, never, it's still being art or art just realize itself in other people. Once I do something, I have no control about what people, what other people will think about it. Maybe I'm trying to say something he will understand how to be. It's out of my control. It's like, you know, the artist statement is really kind of deadly to an artist. We should get rid of it.
Um, I do agree with what Lucien said earlier, and uh, going back to what the gentleman said about street art, I think street art's a great example, considering that once you put it out in the street and once it's done or incomplete, whatever you want to consider it, it's free game. Anybody could go over you. Let's say a graffiti writer comes, he brags your work. That's out of your control because you put it out. It's in the public. Let's say a local, uh, a local person sees it. They might admire that work, but a graffiti writer might say, yo, what is he doing? I'm, I'm, I'm the the writer of this area, whatever, whole raggy. It's different things because as we're all our own person and we all have our different, our own uh, interpretation towards things. We could all be looking at the same artwork and all have different ideas of what it means and what it's trying to um, bring out. Even if it has an artist's name and say, oh, this is what it's about, we're all gonna look at it differently. We don't have the same set of eyes or minds. So I think no matter what, it's always gonna be different. But you can say also that there's a lot of frustrating, frustrated artists that never had a chance or never made their art, right? And it's a dangerous thing. You can even name like uh, Hitler, like he could have been like a great artist instead of like a dictator. But it's, it, 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 it always <laughs> know like, It may have thousands of interpretations, but you don't always belong to that artist. He's the one who has a unique DNA and vision and energy to put it out there. You know, there's artists that are frustrated because they keep all your energy, they're not putting it out there. But, so like, if it didn't matter who did it, people wouldn't be researching or reading about the artists. Because the more we read about the artists, the more understanding we have, have about the art and ourselves, you know? So that's my opinion. It belongs to everybody, but firstly it belongs to the artist. You know? He's the one who created it. Yeah. But that's so interesting because weren't you just at the beginning you said um, I'm not sure what your name is but hello yes hi um, what you had said about how you felt like you you like take more because you're in, but like this specific framing that you're putting out about putting things out means that putting things out is the gift right is is necessary but like so it's just like i feel like that framing in the context of like conversation about value and art is really important because because i was thinking when you said that i was like well you know yeah i always try to like fill the well right like fill and if you're going to take you fill it or whatever but like i kind of like this idea that like putting out work is filling the well mm. so if you're making something wherever it's displayed or not is still filling it's still Giving. Yeah, yeah. I guess I interpreted that question as more like taking space. So like, if I'm taking space, then like, I'm taking. Yeah. There's a and You're giving it back. You're spending all this time <laughs> to create a plan. So like, you're one person. So like, fifty thousand people can share it. So you're True. an attribute. You're that's generous. Like what you're taking, maybe someone's space, and I mean, it's a coffee machine and whatever. Like you're the one, like they should be feeding us. Yeah, and that yeah, the yeah. resources should they actually are abundant. It's a it's an inequality issue. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess I was also thinking about it more in the context of like like a job, right? Like I'll take this job and then I'll take the next job kind of thing, you know? Right. So I don't know. I mean I think that can be interpreted different ways. Just, yeah. I feel like everyone has had like really valid points depending on the axioms from which they're coming from. Like if you have a different basic assumption of where you stand and how you feel about the way you're going about what you're doing, it's valid and it's not actually contradictory to like the other perspectives. And what's kind of cool about that is it shows how art is so broad. 
like art is such a vague term, means so many things. Like we talk about the artists and like how important they are, and that's true in so many contexts. But think about antiquities. The artist's name has no association with all these art as artifact. And a lot of the stuff we do in a thousand years, like whether it remains or whether it doesn't, like that becomes art as artifact. But we're all still contributing to visual culture. We're all we're all contributing, whether it's just in our own personal ways. Because if no one else sees it, it still affects me, and I go into the world and people see me. You know, that happens. And, you know, if I'm making something that a million people see, that too. You know, we're, we're just basically all collectively building a world for future generations to walk in, whether it's because they saw the work or not, but we're still making it. Even, that, uh, even if nobody sees the work, art can be uh, used or seen as therapy, you know? Yeah. 100%. What's the saying about the tree in the forest? If the tree if the falls. Tree falls. I liked what you were saying about, um, <laughs> that's but maybe for the person who suggested this topic, you know, that was, what's her name there? Ripley? Ripley? Uh, yeah, what Ripley was saying, like, that could be a way of looking at an interaction that you had in the market, right? Is that just putting or making the work is also the like rewarding experience that anything that happens after that, whether that's monetary value or acclaim, is just extra. But the exchange of being able to take and give back in a generative way. Um, last person, we gotta go. Um, I think I 100% agree with the point that was made right now. And I think it was a bit ironic how the gentleman shit thought about Hitler and the, everybody's immediate reaction was like mixed faces, mixed emotions, and laughter and whatever, but he was dead serious about it. And he made a good point. But I just think, it's like right now, it's a couple people laughing. And it's like, let's say, hypothetically, he would have kept that thought to himself. He would have been the only one to interpret it the way he wanted to. But as soon as he put his, he, um, he spit it out, everybody had different reactions and thoughts of it. And it's like, it's pretty ironic how we're having the discussion and that occurred. Yeah. So, but I think that's yeah. okay. Like Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I just think there's some irony in that, considering that once it came out, we had different different interpretations well, towards it. Yeah. I mean, he's a failed artist. So what you were saying, if you're in the huddle and you're you're not doing your work and you're on your phone and you're watching TV, you're not going to be a happy person if you're meant to do art. But if you're you know you're going to blow up the whole fucking culture, you know, like that's a horrible thing. He was not able to. The lesson is don't suppress your freedom. And like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs>